It's time for the Video Marketing Value Podcast from Hey.com. This is the podcast where we help marketers and business owners just like you get more value out of your video marketing efforts. My name is Dane Golden, and today we are going to speak with Gwen Miller from Kin. Welcome, Gwen. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> it's so good to talk to you, and I've I've been talking to you off and on for a couple of years, but yep. but but at VidCon, I saw your presentation in the industry track, and on slide sixty six, <laughs> you said something that was very interesting that I wanted to share with our listeners, and you call it the YouTube subscriber conversion rate. So so first of all, let's backtrack a little bit and tell us what Kin is all about. And even though this is a video marketing podcast, I know you're not technically a video marketing company. Correct. So we're a lifestyle entertainment company. So we make online video content across YouTube Facebook, and Instagram that's aimed at what we call the builders. So these are women who are, we are uh, calling that they, they, they're building their lives. So they're building their families, their homes, their relationships, and their careers. Typically, this woman is probably over 25, and she's at this uh, time of her life where our content can really be an important part of her her journey. We work with celebrities like Tia Mori, Adrian Houghton, and we uh, build these really engaged communities around them. And what platforms are you on? So we mainly focus on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. So we say we're socially distributed. Mm-hmm. And, and you've been doing this for a long time. And what is your, what is your role there? So I am our vice president of content strategy. So I specialize in taking content and using content to grow audiences. And I think we've geeked out a couple of times on YouTube analytics. What what is your YouTube subscriber conversion rate? This is probably my favorite metric that I use on a regular basis. So I'm so glad you went through my like 70 place, <laughs> my 70 page presentation and picked out my very, very favorite thing. <laughs> the best way I find to look at the uh, conversion metric is to realize it's what I call your engine of growth. When companies come to me and are like, I don't understand why I'm not growing. I'm like, look, there's only two reasons you could not be growing. One is maybe you're just not getting in, in front of enough unsubscribed eyeballs, which is great. That is the easy thing to fix. That is purely a marketing problem. And as we all know, marketing, while not easy, is something that we all have a great grasp on, uh, on how we can use it to grow audiences. But what I don't think people realize, and I think part of it is you don't really want to realize that this, is that there could be a more intrinsic problem with your channel. And the way to identify that is with this metric I call the conversion rate. So at a very basic level, this metric is telling you when you get those unsubscribed eyeballs in, how good are you at converting them to a long-term subscriber who's going to give you long-term value? Because that, if you see that number, and it's not a great number, it indicates that no matter how much marketing you throw out this channel, you will not have any success until you change the basic 
problems you have with your channel. So how do you find this number? It's very simple. I usually suggest that you look at it on a month over month basis and you just take your total subscribers added for that month. And it's very important that it's subscribers added. Do not take the net. It will not work. Take total subscribers added and then divide it by the unsubscribed views for that month. And that will tell you it's not a perfect metric because as we know, uh, views are not the same thing as uniques, but it will give you a good directional indication uh, of how uh, high of a percentage of those unsubscribed views are converting into long-term subscribers for you. And, and let's break this down a bit into the elements. First of all, uh, for, you know, not everyone may have be at the same level here. Could you describe the difference between what a subscribed viewer is and an unsubscribed viewer? Perfect. Yes. I, I think a lot of people don't realize this when they're looking at their YouTube views number is that uh, typically if you're going to have a healthy channel, like most of your views are going to be coming from unsubscribed viewers. I usually say, and this is a total rule of thumb, uh, I'm I'm sure that other people have different rules of thumb. I would love to see someone do more in-depth research on this. But what I have found personally in my years of experience is if you're not at least getting double the amount of unsubscribed views uh, than your subscribed views, you have a problem. And what's the difference? Uh, you know, when someone stumbles across your channel, usually it's through the YouTube algorithm. 90% of your unsubscribed views are going to be pushed to you through that algorithm. And when people stumble on you, uh, they may or may not hit that subscribe button below the video or on your channel. If they do hit that button, then they're what's called subscribers, and they will get uh, in their subscriber feed your videos when uh, you release them. So uh, they're a valuable thing because you don't have to get those that view that subscriber, that that eyeball every single time. Like it's there for you. They don't watch everything, but they do watch more than an unsubscribed viewer because the unsubscribed viewer is not going to stumble across you again until the great YouTube algorithm decides to surface you to them. So converting someone into that subscriber is a great way to build consistency and you're not so much at the whims of the algorithm gods. Now, now, what some people don't actually realize, and it's not really that intuitive, but some people might normally assume that if someone subscribed to your channel, they will automatically be shown your video. And if you're unsubscribed, it's a lot harder to find the video. What's your, what's your take on that? So one of the myths is, and one of the things that YouTubers complain about all the time, is that subscribers aren't going to see every single one of your videos for a variety of reasons. One, not everyone spends all day on YouTube. They may not, they just don't have the time to. Two, uh, YouTube doesn't notify. And when I say notify, I mean send an email every time you put up a video to every single one of your subscribers. Because think about how many people you're subscribed to on YouTube. And the average person on YouTube is, is subscribed to hundreds of channels. If you received a notification for every one of those videos going up, you would never use the platform again. So YouTube has a vested interest in only notifying them occasionally. Now, your video will, and this is another YouTube myth, there has been some myths going around that occasionally you won't show up in what's called the subscription feed, which is just a chronological running feed that YouTube puts up of everyone you're subscribed to. I've never seen proof of this. Uh, as far as I know, 
it will always show up in that subscription feed. But again, people are subscribed to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of channels. It, your video over time will be pushed down the list. This is why one of the reasons why frequency is so important on YouTube, because you have to make sure that you are competing against all these channels that are putting up a, a lot of videos. So what you're saying is that, if I hear you correct, is that you're uh, as a channel uh, owner or creator or business that has a YouTube channel, not all of your subscribers are going to see and watch your videos. And there is a whole bunch of people who are not subscribed that are going to see your videos. A hundred percent. So on the unsubscribe side, a lot of your views that are coming to you are from people who are not subscribed and may not subscribe until they've seen five or six of your videos. That might happen in that same viewing session where they watch one video, they click through and watch a bunch more and then decide to subscribe to your channel. Or it's because you resurface, like if you are similar to other channels that, that you, they love, you'll surface in their, sub, uh, their suggested videos over and over again. So they finally decide, huh, this channel's pretty cool. I'm going to hit that uh, that subscribe button, but you will have a very healthy audience of new eyeballs coming in if your channel is healthy every single week to see your videos uh, that may may or may not convert. In fact, I would say typically what we see is only about one percent of those unsubscribed views a month will actually convert over in that month. So one percent—that's a good metric to know. So again, the conversion rate, as you described it is subscribers gained divided by unsubscribed views. Correct. Correct. So explain what this means and why this is important. So let's visualize this. So the first number we have subscribers gained, and then we have unsubscribed views. So we're looking at not total subscribers because there's a net in there. There's when you say total subscribers, there's a there's an up and down because some people are always unsubscribing, no matter what the channel is. Correct. So it's just the the plus subscribers, and then how many of those people um, were unsubscribed viewers? Is that correct? Right. So well, a good way guess, to look at I it. I guess I guess you can't I guess you can't subscribe unless you were unsubscribed to begin with. Exactly. So you can't just take your total views because if you're not unsubscribed, there's no way for you to convert over to a subscriber. And there is, and if you use the net to your points, then you have a loss rate in there, which is an entirely different metric, which is actually the flip side of the your uh, of this metric, the conversion metric, which will tell you how lossy you're being and what kind of churn you're churning out. Um, but if this metric itself just really helps you see of, you know, I'm getting all these new eyeballs in, am I actually converting them? Because if I'm not, I'm just throwing my marketing out into the wind and it's not actually getting me this long-term sustained interest from uh, from viewers, which we know is very key to have these super fans for your brand to help you both evangelize the brand and they turn into the really valuable long-term customers. So if this number is good, then you can increase the amount of attention to the the channel and the videos, either through paid media, some other marketing, emails, whatever the promotional method you are doing. 
and it ideally the channel will grow. Is that what you're getting at? Correct. Uh, the idea here is you need to make sure your engine is ready to go before you pour the gas into it. I've seen a lot of channels where they have not looked at this conversion rate. They've just been like, our problem is just marketing. We just need to put more marketing. They pour all this marketing in and then are flabbergasted that it doesn't result in any sort of meaningful growth. And it is because when you look at this number, you're like, oh no, there's problems with this channel. For example, common problems could be your host isn't connecting. Like some people may have been like, you had great SEO. They found you via search. Maybe your thumbnail was really great uh, and your title and the topic. They're like, this is a topic I am interested in. So they click on it, but then they get in and your host is slightly boring. Your host doesn't get to the point fast enough that you don't really have that much relevant information. This metric really indicates basic content problems that you mm -hmm. need to address before you waste uh, extensive amounts of new marketing uh, money to try to push people to that content. So it, it, it helps you with your video format, your personality, what type of content is in there. It helps, it helps guide that. What's a, what's a good conversion rate? So we typically find from a kind of the organic level that that's about 1%. My instinct is for brands, you're probably going to be starting at a little bit lower than that. But what I, I like to tell all the companies that I work with is you really should be mainly competing against yourself. So you should be tracking this metric on a monthly basis and continually trying to move that up. So if that number is 0.65%, yes, it's lower than 1%. But next month, make that 0.68% and edge your way up towards that 1% and you will see um, significant increases in your growth. But if you're at a tenth of percent, you're probably not doing that well. Oh, oh no. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes. A hundred percent. In that case, you should probably be stopping down, totally revamping your strategy, making sure you understand who your audience actually is and what type of content they actually want. Now, now speaking of who your content actually is, there was another area of your presentation, I believe, where you said the most important thing you can do to get new subscribers is to make sure your current subscribers really like your videos. Did you say that? Was that just me imagining it? You you summarize it beautifully in a way I wouldn't have said it, but it's actually much more clearly clear than I probably said it. <laughs> this, I think, is something that I really, every time I start working with a new company, I, I always uh, come up against, and I'm just, I, we so need to realize this point. Because every time I start with a new company, I was like, ugh, you know, we're not getting a lot of views on our videos. We think it's the audience. The audience is crap. We want a new audience. Mm -hmm. and, and what people don't realize when, when they say this is the only real way on the YouTube platform to get new subscribers is to keep your old subscribers happy. Why? It's because that's how the algorithm work, works. Before the algorithm decides, hey, I'm going to take this video, I'm going to potentially put it in front of a new eyeball and see if they want to click on it. Uh, that algorithm is watching your current subscribers like a hawk. So if it sees your current subscribers toddle by your thumbnail and your topic and go, mm, no, that isn't interesting to me, I'm going to pass. You're not going to even get into the testing mechanism for the algorithm to put your content in front of a new, a new person. So 
what you're going to find if you try to change your audience and alienate your own uh, old audience is you're going to start to see attrition from your current audience. Your, your, your subscribers, your views will go down and you're not going to see a corollary of new subscribers coming in because the algorithm won't let that happen. It's why I always say if you want a new audience, if you can start a new channel. I know if it's a brand channel, that can be hard, in which case I say love your current audience, but you can work on expanding it. It's not going to go well for you if you try to totally alienate the old audience. If you absolutely have to do it, just buckle in and prepare, prepare for six months, a year plus of just total mayhem of your old subscribers leaving before you can actually uh, fully build a new audience. So uh, let me let me uh, ask this in a, in another way and and maybe this this will also help expand upon this so what i hear you saying is that if my core viewers which are my subscribers if youtube sees them tuning in and usually it it's tuning in fast to watch and watch for a long time a, a large percentage of my videos it'll say gosh Dane's subscribers really like his video, this particular video, let's say. Let's sh expand this area to a larger group of people who have similar traits as Dane's viewers. They may have overlapping interests given our understanding of them through the algorithm. Let's, and let's show it to that group. And if that group likes it, let's show it to a larger group. And the larger groups are the unsubscribed viewers. Is that correct? That is a that is a hundred percent correct. I got that it. That is how the algorithm works. And if people can understand that basic fact, it will change the way you approach YouTube and approach your content. If you don't understand that, you can spend a lot of time making a lot of expensive content that's just gonna go into the void and the algorithm is gonna be like meh and you'll get nothing. Now, how long does it take to go to these outer circles of unsubscribed audiences? I've, I've seen on channels I've worked on, you can usually tell like in about 36 hours that the, if it's doing well, the unsubscribed viewers can really tick up. It depends really on, on the video. If it's an influencer video, that could be totally different, but... Um, that's what I see is about on a brand channel, about 36 hours. If I see the unsubscribed viewers ticking up dramatically, I know that that video is sort of on a roll. Is that a good metric or, or could it be almost any amount of time? That's actually pretty close. I usually, I, I usually use the 48 hour just because it's a nice round number, but mm -hmm. that would be about where I would see it, uh, tick up as well, which is why, you know, uh, People, people, you know, the, the talent I work with, especially, and also the companies I work with, frankly, like there is this tendency to want to look at day one and day two and make profound judgments on the performance of the video. I'm like, it'll tell you a lot about how your subscribers are interacting with your content, but you really have no idea until the end of that second day whether the algorithm is going to pick it up. Because while, yes, if it does well with the subscribers, 
it's most likely going to get its way into this this bigger YouTube algorithm, get unsubscribed views. You're not guaranteed. Uh, for example, you might have a format which is so personal to you, some sort of Q&A format or some sort of inside joke with your subscribers that your subscribers are going to love. But then when that thumbnail and uh, uh, topic gets posted to someone who has no idea who you or your company uh, happens to be, then they may not be as likely to click on it. So that's why I always tell people, step back. Have fun looking at your metrics in those first 48 hours. But really, until that 48-hour window passes, you can't really say definitively this is a well-performing video, a bad-performing video. In fact, I even say give it a full week to really go through its entire, like, uh, not all its life cycle. As we know, the wonderful thing about YouTube is you have a very <laughs> long tail. Uh, but usually within that first week, you can pretty much say definitively that I can take the learnings from this video, reapply it into the new content I'm making, and be confident I, I'm making the right changes. So just checking on that 48-hour window, I would assume that when you say 48 hours, since YouTube doesn't give you full analytics at that time, that you're looking at the real time and you would sort of track a, a two-hour, uh, rather a 48-hour, two-day window starting from the time that it uploaded. Uh, that, that it went public, yes. Um, right, sorry, uh, yes. published, yeah. And, and, Slight nuances. Right, no, that's, you're right. And so you would, you would look at it via the real-time traffic. Yes. So you're looking you're looking at real time at that point. It is one of the uh, the remaining things about YouTube that can frustrate people is mm -hmm. it can feel a little bit slow. Right. You got that 48 hour like, you know, delay. Uh, and then after four days, you can truly go back to that 48 hours. And then you could, yes, identify that. Oh, that was an unsubscribe viewer versus a subscribe viewer. But in that first 48 hours, all you're really getting is, OK, I see these views going up. And usually you will see if that video is really catching on the algorithm, those real time views at the end of that period start to really pick up. And uh, I think you showed some spreadsheets at VidCon. Do you do spreadsheets? Do you do Google Data Studio or some proprietary tools? Oh, I am not that fancy. Like, that's what I like to say. Uh, to get a lot of value out of your content strategy, like, you don't have to be a data scientist. Yes, I have data analysts on my team. They're great. They do a lot of fancy stuff. But I will, what I like to emphasize to people is to get a lot of bang for your buck, you can be really simple. Like, you can keep this in a freaking Google Doc. Like, do a Google spreadsheet it, you, and just keep some basic metrics. The wonderful thing about YouTube is, uh, you know, YouTube Analytics does keep just a lot of it for you, but there are certain things that you can't do. For example, it's hard to compare apples to apples between specific videos. One of the biggest mistakes, mistakes people uh, do is they try to compare a video that's been up for three days to one that's been up for a year and a half. Sure. Like, if you do that, you're going to freak the heck out. <laughs> but... If you keep a very simple spreadsheet, uh, which is what I do, which might have a couple things like subscribe views, unsubscribe views, what was the click-through rate for that video? And you just keep a couple of those metrics and you just set your date range in your date picker for YouTube for that seven days, uh, you can then see, oh, what should be my click-through rate? What is my average click-through rate? What is my average subscribe views? Once you start to get that, then you, you're going to have a very good instinct at even just eyeballing a video and being like, oh, my subscribers really love this video. Because otherwise, how would you know? Is 30,000 subscriber <laughs> views good? Is it not for you? It's very dependent for your channel. And if you just track those couple of numbers, you're going to know a lot more about your audience and what type of topics they like. 
Well, Gwen, uh, you've you've impressed me again with this huge breadth of knowledge you have. Are you going to be speaking at VidCon again on the same topic? I am. So I, I'm, I'm evolving it a little bit. So the past couple of years, I have spoken more on like basic analytics. And, and now I'm going to kind of take a step back and, and kind of talk about some of the stuff that we've talked about here uh, and how you use the stuff more than just because typically I've walked through step by step the YouTube analytic uh, software and how you use it. In this case, I'm going to take a step back and be like, okay, for a couple of years, we've talked about these concepts. What have we seen in actual practicality and what does that mean for crafting the structure of your actual video uh, to actually make content that will resonate with your audience i'm really excited well i'm going to be sitting in the front row of that session where else can people find out about you and kin and what what you guys are up to so you can go to kincommunity.com to learn more about kin and the talent we have uh, you can also go to Kin Community on Facebook and you'll have uh, the links to all our different great shows we do with celebrity talent. For me personally, really the best place to hear about what I'm working on and where I'll be speaking. And then also what I am uh, kind of seeing in the industry that I'm finding interesting is my LinkedIn. Um, it's just Gwen Miller. You can search LinkedIn, Gwen Miller Kin. You're going to get it. Um, I also do have a Twitter, but frankly, I, I spend most of my time on LinkedIn. <laughs> Fantastic. And people will be able to find this episode by searching for Hey and Gwen Miller. My name is Dane Golden, and I want to thank you, the listener, for joining us today. I do this podcast, Video Marketing Value from Hey.com, and the videos because I love helping marketers and business owners just like you grow your customer community through helpful how-to videos. Because when you share your expertise in a way that helps your customers live their lives better or do their jobs better, you'll earn their loyalty and their trust and their business. Thanks to our special guest, Gwen Miller of Kin. Until next week, here's to helping you help your customers through video. Video.